Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's-get-it-done realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our field. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted. Today on the show, I'm super excited to be able to introduce you to my trainer guru, Bill Burnett. Bill, how are you? I'm great. Good to be here. This is so wonderful. So you guys, this is a treat for you. So Bill owns a success studio, which is the small training gym that I go to in Charlottesville. And I will tell you the miracle of that is I'm 51. I've belonged to many gyms. I should have been a silent underwriter of all of them because my monthly check attended. I did not. My husband and I probably six or seven years ago said, okay, we got to stop paying for gyms to be built and we actually need to go. And so we heard about Bill and we heard about Success Studio from friends of ours who went there and we went and had our assessment. And let me tell you, you're not supposed to be sore for days from your intake assessment. So that's telling you that I was not in great shape. And we have stuck ever since and we attend. And I think that is very much because of Bill and my trainer, AZ, who I just would take home and love her so much. And we're going to get into Bill's background, but also really giving you all the keys to understand the importance of physical and mental fitness. So Bill, thank you. So let's talk a little bit how you got started in the fitness business. So I was Urkel before there was Urkel. (laughs) So tall, skinny, really unathletic. And I was watching the Tonight Show one night and Arnold was on there. And and one of Johnny Carson's guests, it was either Raquel Wells or Ann Margaret. So Arnold comes out, picks this woman up, tosses her over, kisses her, comes back up. She looks like she's faint. And I thought, I want to be that guy. I was tall and skinny and just really didn't have the attributes of that kind of super physique. And I was playing soccer and somebody slide tackled me, feet go up in the air. I hit the ground, knocks the wind out of me. They rolled me over to the side of the field and they left me there. At that moment, I said, I'm not living like this anymore. I'm going to the gym. And I was six one. I weighed all of about 130 five pounds if I had four or five rocks in my pocket. And what I found in the gym was this place that people took care of you. So I wasn't athletic. So you go in the back room where all the big guys were and they were all benching. And there was one guy in particular that said, come on. And they're benching 300 pounds. I could barely bench the bar. They're squatting 400 pounds. I just couldn't do anything. And they just kept involving me and taking me in. My self-esteem was low. I liked to drink and do drugs. And over time, what started to happen was that the gym gave me an outlet that made me feel good about me. It gave me positive role models, put me in an environment where people were working towards something. And that was very different for me. When I got an opportunity to be a trainer, my goal was to help people get the experience that I got. For 32 years, I've given everything that I have every day, and I still will never give it what it's given me. It's one of those things in life that the impact is so incredible that it's hard to duplicate it. Even at this point in my career, I don't know of anything that I could do on a daily basis that has this kind of positive impact on people that being a trainer does. Watching people get elevated, seeing that look in their eyes when they become body aware. It's one of those things that for me, it's a driver. You know, I want people to experience this. And what I also want is for them to know it and experience it well enough that they can bring in one friend. So that's been my goal for 32 years. I need to teach you well enough that when that one friend goes, hey, what you've been doing, that you could bring that person into the gym and be able to teach them what you've learned. 
And I'm not trying to make trainers, though I have made several in my span, that being able to bring a friend in and help them have that experience is really important. So much of the fitness thing is not built around helping each other get elevated. And we need things in our life that elevates us, that picks us up, that boosts us to a new place, despite what's going on outside. I always tell my clients, whatever's going on, I want you to leave it at the door. This is my hour. And I tell you, if you want to pick that back up when you leave, it's all yours because it'll be there. But during this hour, you're mine. And we're going to clear our minds of all of that crap. And we're going to do what we get to do, not have to do, get to do and have this great experience. And you get to take that outside with you. For me, what I learned was that working out is like a microcosm of life. You know, you're gonna have bad crap. I always think about squats as a problem. So I got this problem, it's on my back and it crushes me down. It's not the fact that it crushed me down, this is my ability to come back up with it. And then how many times you do that? We're not measured in life by how many times we get knocked down. We're measured by how many times we get back up. And that's what squats do for people. It gives you that sense of I can. Once you get that feeling of I can, it's hard to duplicate that, but you can't take it away. Once somebody knows that they can, knows that no matter how hard it is, I can overcome it, you can't take that away from them. And I think that's what the gym gives that people just don't talk enough about. I totally agree. Like I said, Philippe and I were very much gym sponsors. <laughs> like for some gyms, we were the dream. Like, great, they never come, but we get their money. And we started coming and it's just someone that like you and AZ, you have faith in us more than we see in ourselves. But just having that accountability because we all want something, but we're going to get into this now because you talked about this with me before we started is uh, we can all have a want, but we got to have a strong why. So talk about that for a little bit. If you think about fitness in general, most people make their fitness decision on the couch or in the chair. I'm flipping through the stations and this commercial comes on and I go, daggone it, I'm not going to live like this anymore. I'm overweight. I'm out of shape. I feel bad. I need to feel better. And so they make an impulse buy. Fitness is typically an impulse buy, not something that somebody's planned out. It's like, well, I'm going to go to the gym. And so most of the time when people shop by price, and then what the gym does is it shows you features. Hey, we got shiny stuff because most people don't know any better. They know it's going to cost me money. I'm going to be in pain. Hey, this place has a lot of shiny stuff. So I buy that. And so then when I get there, if I'm fortunate enough to have somebody look at how I move and how I feel, they're telling me stuff. They're not asking me why I'm there. And I think that this is something that gets missed a lot of times in our industry, because if people don't have something that drives them when it gets hard, they will fail. You can only be disciplined for so long. If you don't have something in the back of your mind that is your reason why I wanted to be Arnold and I saw myself as this big guy. And I'll go back to that really quickly. When I graduated high school, I was first graduating class of Western Albemarle in 1978. I weighed 125 pounds at 6'1". If I turned sideways, you could not see me. I was invisible. <laughs> I came into the room, nobody knew I was there. In 1988, I went for my 10-year reunion. I was 225, my body fat was less than 6%. My chest was almost 60 inches and my arms were about 19. I was big. People looked at me and they went, holy crap, I know that face, but I don't know the rest of that. There's always those people in high school that aren't kind. I would go, yeah, and I remember everything that you said to me. And they went, no, man, no, man. I was just kidding. It's like when I came into the room at 225, you could not miss me. And it did something for me on the inside. But that was my driver 
I wanted to be that person. I wanted to look athletic, even though I wasn't. I wanted to feel that feeling of vibrance when you walk into the room. I'm shy by nature. And so it let my personality change. It started to come out as I became more of myself. It drove me. And I think that for most people, they have a real reason that they're there. Mine was vanity. But I think that most people have something that's serious, whether it's family issues or something that we want to attach to that gives us motivation to do other things. And there's always a reason that's underneath why we come in that day. A good facility will sit down with you and ask you what those things are, because they know that at the end of the day, working out is hard. It's not called play out. It's not called fun out. It's called workout. It's work. It's hard, but it's fair. You get what you put into it. That's your return. You put in half-ass, you're going to get a half-ass return. If you buckle down, put your nose to the grindstone, make it happen, you get fabulous results. I think that happens when people have this really strong why behind them that gives them the push to keep pushing when things are difficult. The other side of that is that it gives them that in life. It's like once you learn how to take your why and use it to go forward, Every time you have an obstacle in your life, your why will come up and it will give you the drive to go forward and push through that, along with the things that you learn about yourself when you're in the gym, when you're having to do something, which you perceive to be beyond your means, you overcome that obstacle. You get to take that with you. And those are things that I think that the gym doesn't get enough accolades about and that I feel very passionate about because I think it's much more important than any of the rest of it. Agreed. Because really, why do you go to the gym? So let's really play this through. Well, I want to lose 10 pounds. I feel like I've been lazy. There's usually some sort of, I feel like I should, I do want to lose 10 pounds. But is it because I want to lose 10 pounds? Not really. If you talk to someone long enough, for me, it's also my parents have health issues, balance issues. I want to be stronger as I get older. I want to be ahead of the curve, not behind. That's the real why. The 10 pounds is definite. Although you hit 51, uh-huh. your hormones are like, what? It is because I want to be stronger. I want to feel, so I work on balance all the time. I pay very much attention to it. If I can really focus on it, it's something that I can have a strong core. And that's what it really is. Now we used to joke about bouncing quarters. Like when I'd come in and see Bill, I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm here to bounce the quarters, but really it's a strong core. It's really to be healthier for myself and my family. That's my why. So I think again, if I walk in and you just, I want to lose 10 pounds, you're like, sweet, let's go. But it really is deeper than that. So if you can get to a core and really share that, especially when you can go and meet a great trainer like you and AZ and and your crew and say, here's my why and help me make it happen and hold me accountable to it. It's deeper than, you know, my jeans don't fit is certainly a why, but, and that is jeans are expensive, but health long-term is more important. So I think that is key. Most people don't ask, do you want the $50 plan or the $70 plan? And here's your key card and good luck on that machine over there. Let's talk about the gym experience. So I can tell you also mine, My gym experience was I'd walk in and shiny objects. Do you find it funny? Like the gyms that are all purpose, right? It's like my mom would say I'm going to the gym, but she would check her email. She Mm -hmm. owned a computer, but she'd check her email. Now I would walk in and feel super intimidated because it was like, Ooh, I'm maybe not dressed the way. And I don't have that body type. And I have no idea what that machine does. So skipping that puppy. I did it once, but I can't remember. I'm just going to get a strawberry banana smoothie. I'm outie. I feel a little lost. I feel a little overwhelmed. So the gym experience, I think is why I also love success studio. The experiences, it's a small personal training gym. You can be 30, you can be 80. You don't have to be super fit. You do not have an attire requirement. You are who you are and you get your workout and you have a community. And so let's talk a little bit about the gym experience. Let's use your dad as an example. Yeah. 
So if you think about what sends people into assisted living, what is it? 90% of people that are in assisted living can't get off the commode anymore, which is really just squatting. I think that when people don't understand what they're in there for, it's really difficult. So they'll take people and show them around the club. Let's show you all this stuff. And then they'll say, let's put you on this. Ooh, isn't that smooth? And so here's our group room. You don't know what to do with any of that mess. So for us, the first thing I think somebody should do with a new client is take them into a place that's comfortable for them so they can talk about why they're there, what they want to accomplish. And then the, the staff's job is to help them understand how they would get there. And so the last thing you do after that is go out and look around the room and then you can be purposeful about it. Like we can say, this is where you're going to learn how to do blah, blah, blah. Whether you're going to learn how to squat. This is what group is involved with. What's supposed to happen when you're in this group environment? You don't have the trainer on top of you. We keep the group small so that we can be on top of everybody. For me, working out is such a personal thing and it's hard. And if you don't have somebody guiding you, it's difficult. And one of the things that I will say when I give talks is that I like cars and your husband likes cars. How often does he take his nice car, put it up on racks in the backyard, and do anything to it. Never. But for us, we have this Ferrari that we've been gifted when we were born. And then we think, I know everything there is to know about this. I'm going to go into the gym and do this <laughs> on my own. Maybe I'll bring this book with me or with apps now. So I've got an app that tells me what to do that doesn't know squat about you. So we go in and we take care of ourselves. We don't do that with anything else in our life that's important. You know, nothing else do we do. We don't take our car and do it on our own. But our body, we will take a chance on us knowing what to do and then screw ourselves up and then say, I went to the gym and it didn't work for me. This is what I love. It's like, I've tried everything and none of it works. And you tried the same thing three times over and over again and wondered why it didn't work for you because it was the wrong thing, number one. But you didn't have any guidance. I've been a trainer for 30 some years and I really believe that the people have the greatest success when they have a guy. It's like, I, you're a business person. And so I'm sure you've had great mentors. You know, I, I would not be where I am today without the mentors that I had along the way. People that said, Bill, stop being goofy. You need to do this. And training is no different. I think that when people come in, into a workout facility, they don't know what any of the stuff is or how to use it or how to get the most out of it. So I could watch something on YouTube and then I could hope I could go into the gym and reproduce it. But I can't. I can get close maybe, but the likelihood of you being hurt is off the scale. It's just off the scale. And it's seven out of 10 people get hurt within two days of being in the gym. Some of that's with a trainer. And so I think that's the difficult thing is like the inherent risk inside of this is fairly high. People don't take the precautions because they're saying that this is too expensive or whatever. Now, if we think about what it costs to go out to a restaurant and eat something that's gonna give you high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, we're gonna spend $100 for a meal that you're gonna eat and what happens after that. And there's no long lasting effect, except for the fact that you're probably wearing half of it around your waist. But if you say, come to the gym and spend some money on getting some help. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so expensive. I can't believe it. And I had a doctor one time tell me, so let's think about what it costs for hip replacement. Yeah. $400,000 or something crazy. By the time they put everybody's charge in there and then it goes to the insurance company, it's been inflated, whatever. It's some ridiculous amount of money. Whereas somebody could take care of themselves along the way and avoid that. We see movement pattern stuff. You think about, we give that assessment. We watch you squat, you see your knees crashing and all this crazy stuff. And so knee replacements, nine times out of 10, come from poor movement patterns. Lots of the time it's your butt being weak. That sort of dictates where your knees go. And so not having somebody go, hey, we can see this. 
Let's fix it. Instead, what happens is I go and take group. I'm in a room full of all these other people. They're all moving. I'm trying to move like them. And then we're hurt. We shouldn't have been in there in the first place. That's the big problem with this is that without the guidance, you don't know the direction you need to go. And so the likelihood of you doing something wrong, when we were getting ready to do this, one of the things that popped into my mind is people that sell their own houses. Preach it. Talk about it. You got all these people that do it for a living. You don't know jack about it. You put a sign on your front door with sale by owner. Like it should say sale by idiot. You don't know what you're doing. I'm going to be my own lawyer. I'm in trouble. And the thought that I'm going to get out of trouble doing being my own lawyer. Yeah, there's no doubt. It's the same with me. Look, people are like, why do you still have a trainer? Realize I've been working with AZ. I can't remember it's six or seven years. And it's because I will walk in the gym. And yes, I've been there. I actually, my brain comes with my body, except for at 620 in the morning when it's not quite there yet. But I've been on the machine a hundred times. But I promise you, she's that's not how you sit on there or your knees go on the other side or what's that weight? And so- Look, I think it's also, hey, you got to scoot down more. You're using your back too much or girl, go up and wait or let's go down and wait. So these assumptions that even after this amount of time that I know what I'm doing, I don't. And I would also generally cheat the wrong way. I'd be like, I'll do the five pounds. And she's like, you're supposed to do 15 pounds. She's also going to push me out of complacency, but keep me from getting hurt because you'll use your lower back way too much. And also you can do this forever and I feel nothing. And she's like, move your arm. And you're like, oh, that hurts. That's effective. So I do think that the guide, the accountability, plus someone's counting on me to be there. Look, 620, not my time. I mean, I have to be in there at seven. You should not speak to me. My husband knows. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, not talking to girl, but it's like, I get in there. Number one, AZ's waiting. Number two, it's important to me. And number three, 10 minutes in, I'm good. But I just think that it's an accountability for what we're trying to accomplish that we can't provide ourselves all the time that we think we should. It's just like any sort of coaching or any sort of training. Gosh, I should hold myself accountable. Yes, you should, but we're not perfect beings holding ourselves accountable. And I don't remember, I can do a workout and three weeks later be like, this is new. And AZ's like, girl, this is the same workout as last week. Oh, okay. So I just think really paying attention to, there are no shortcuts. If, if I'm really trying to achieve this and you brought up my dad for my dad, it's his balance. My dad doesn't need to be lifting 50 pound weights. He needs to be able to walk in a straight line and know how to stand up. And that's what we have to work on with him. So no one size fits all workout for dummies app book or whatever. I'm going to be there because I'm not getting younger. Clearly that's not how this works. And it's still in need of that person that is there. And look, my whole team works out with AZ on Wednesdays. We work out as a team. It's super fun. We joke around, but it's healthy for all of us. I work out with my best friend on Mondays. So we work out together and Thursdays I work out with my husband and two friends. Like it is a community. It is an experience. I tell everyone you got to come here because I think that it's a different experience and there's a different level there. You're not selling a bill of goods. We talked about like a lot of places, they don't care if you come. And also I think New Year's when January's come, cause you're like, sweet Lord, there's no room in here. Cause everyone's like, I'm going to do it. And by March 1st, they're gone. Now, one thing I definitely want to talk about is we get caught up in the visuals. So we all also go there because we're like, ooh, I'm going to look like her or I'm going to have six pack abs, which I've decided unless I get brown paint and paint them on, <laughs> ain't going to happen. But so let's talk about that. People spend too much time focusing on that. So I think that one of the things that's hard is that most gyms sell this body bill of goods. You can have these six pack abs. You can have this buns of steel. Look at this thong outfit. We're selling people something that a lot of times is not available to them, which means that they discount what they can actually do. And for me, what I think is difficult, I'm 62 now. Some of those things aren't there anymore. So does that mean that what I do isn't effective? 
And I think that we're getting lost in the visual and we miss the real point. And I think I said this earlier, when you get to do something for yourself that's powerful, it has meaning that goes well beyond the room that you're in when you're doing it. And I always look at the gym as a microcosm of life. It's this place where I go to gain power. I take that power outside with me. I'll always tell people, if you squat, you know, it's putting a problem on your shoulders, going down with it and coming back up. How many times can you do that? Because life is constantly throwing things at us that are overwhelming. And so when you have something that you feel like you couldn't do and you learn how to do it, it's a positive effect of I can't. And we need to learn that. And I think in life, there's so much I can't or you're not able, or somebody else doesn't allow you. Whereas the gym, it's something you get to do every day for yourself. And it has great power and impact to it. And I think that's one of those things that as human beings, we need that feeling of making progress. We don't always have that, you know, but in the gym, you always feel like you're going forward. You're making progress. Something is getting better. Something else might be getting worse, but you're constantly doing things to improve yourself. And I think that we need that in life. We need things that make us feel like we're making improvements. And it's just so positive. You lose that sense when I look in the mirror and I keep looking at my behind and it's not looking the way I want it to, then this didn't have real merit as opposed to think about how you feel about yourself every day. Are you better than you were? Do you feel better? Even if you're not a model at that point, do you feel better about the way you look? Your clothes hang differently. I've had people say, I didn't lose any weight, but their clothes were two sizes too big. I don't know what these clothes don't fit the same, but I'm the same weight. So your body composition changes. So there's all these things that happen to us that we miss the point about what's going on. And gyms in general, I think they're selling this affirmation of I can be this person that we don't have to be. We only have to be ourselves and the best version that we can be. Taking that part of it, and you said something about the people that you meet every day, and I'm a very old school gym person. I started going out in the 80s. There were Walkmen, you listen to the radio. There wasn't all the fanciness that there is today, but there definitely wasn't the separation. It was a group. And so when we made the gym, it was built around that old school environment where everybody is there giving each other that boost. When you're not doing well, because you're not into it every day, but the other person is, and they see you're down there. Come on, you can do it. And I think that's so important, that community and that encouragement, especially in a country the way it is now, where there's so much separation. We have this incredibly eclectic group of people that come in. They all come together. And it was one of the great things about the gym. It doesn't matter where you came from, what you have, who you're married to. None of that crap matters because we're all in there for the same reason. And I think that lends it to us embracing each other. You think about the people that you've met in our little community. And I've met so many different kinds of people in the time that I've been working in the gym and being in the gym. And I think that's one of those things that you can't measure that. And that experience, I think, that gives you elevation on a daily basis is something that we can't quantify because it's not like our clothes size or how I look when I'm naked. It's a feeling. It goes to that part of your brain that sort of makes other things work because you have this feeling like, I feel like this is going to do something for me. And I feel like I've experienced something. And that takes itself to a place in your life that allows you to do other things. I think that's really important. I agree. So let's give them a couple steps as we finish up. It's time to take action, right? So give them a couple little easy steps to get started. Hey, I've been meaning to do this. Now for me, I'm going to tell you, go in, get a great trainer. To me, that is the end all. But if we're going to baby step into this, what are a couple of things that people could start doing now? Okay. So let's think about if we're going to start a routine, no matter whether you're going into a gym or not, 
set your calendar up, make your workouts an appointment. So whether you're going for a walk every day, put it in your phone or whatever. So this alarm goes off, it's time for me to do such and such. People don't miss appointments. We have all these shoulds in our life. We should all over ourselves. Yes. But the reality of it is just like, we don't miss appointments for the most part. Workouts need to be an appointment. So whether you're doing it on your own or not, a lot of the time. So that when, and so if you decide to get a trainer or go to a gym, you already have a time slot set up. This is my time to do this. My day is busy. You come in the morning, set that up to start out with so that you don't have that as an obstacle. The next thing is trying to find somebody with some knowledge that understands where you're trying to go. And I think that most people need to sit down with themselves and decide what is it I want to get out of this? Because it has to be more than losing 10 pounds. I got this eight pounds and I just can't get off. That's not your reason for going to the gym. You need to get a good why. You need to think about that yourself before you go in. Don't let it be that impulse that says, I'm going to change my life today. So make sure you've taken a minute to sort of understand why you're trying to take on this. It's hard. For a lot of people, it's overwhelming. When you come into a club and there's all this stuff, you don't know what to do with that. And so take a moment to understand what you're trying to accomplish so that you can make good decisions going forward. There's a couple of things that I think are important about going to a gym. If you go into a gym and somebody says, okay, come on in, I've got a workout for you, leave. They don't know anything about you. That's bad. If they say, come on in, take this class, leave, because they don't know anything about you, you're going to get hurt. You want to go into a place that is giving you good instruction, finding out why you're there, giving you an assessment that asks you to move. How am I moving? What's going on with me? They need to be giving you good feedback about what they see. If you don't get that, leave. And I'm saying that because you don't want to get hurt. So often people come into clubs and they get hurt and then they get discouraged. And by the time they come to us, they've had multiple bad experiences and we have to fix all that. And so look for those things in the beginning. You want feedback about how you are and where you're starting. It doesn't matter where that is. doesn't matter what's wrong. doesn't matter what you weigh. None of that matters. It matters where you're starting at because you won't know that you've improved if you don't have a starting spot. And I know for a lot of people, I don't want to know. Well, sure you do. It might not be comfortable, but you use that uncomfortableness to drive you to the next place. So understanding where you are is super, super important, no matter what it is. Don't let the numbers dictate your ability to go to the next place. It has to just be a thing. And then try to find an environment that feels comfortable for you. For a lot of people, going for a walk is a great thing. You see it all the time in Charlottesville. You watch people walking. I watch how their hips are moving. I watch what their back is doing. But most of the time, what I see is them head down on their phone, not paying attention to what they're actually doing. They're not making the accomplishments even with the walk. So just because you took 10 million steps that day, if they were at a pace that was so slow that your heart rate never got elevated, it doesn't matter. And I think people get discouraged because they do what they were told to do, but they weren't told to do it the right way. And then they don't have the outcomes. So if you have some music you want to listen to, look, take that, but move. You've got to move. And so walk is a great starting spot. You don't gain balance from it. You don't get core strength from it. You don't get real strength from it, but it's a great starting spot. So if you're not moving now, get up out of your chair and move, go for a walk, and then start to assess the things that you need to do to actually get where you're trying to go. But everybody needs guidance. It's really important in life. We always get somebody that knows what they're doing to guide us through it. The gym is no different. Your body is super complex, but there's things in it that good trainers will see, understand, and will help you to get to moving the way you should move. And then you can load that and get better. Bad movement patterns is a recipe for disaster. Understand what's moving wrong, have somebody help you fix it, then you can move to the next place. It sounds complicated, but I think if you take those initial steps 
of understanding what you're there for, having somebody that understands what they see when they're having you move so that you can fix the things that are wrong. Most people will have great success after that. I agree. Thank you. And I think really it's just taking the action, making the commitment. But to me, again, it's having a trainer that, you know, I come to AZ and I feel like I have a voice in my training. I really don't get her done. And I do. And I think that has made all the difference. And again, no, I'm not bouncing quarters off my butt, maybe one day, but I can do a sit up like no one's business. I'm much stronger. My core is stronger. I can tell that I am more fit. I can walk up big hills and not be panting and doubled over. There are these things that you notice. So pay attention to those more than the six pack abs that you're supposed to get with two pills and a glass of water. Look, the solution is move to Charlottesville. Come meet Bill. Although I don't want y'all coming because I love my little gym. So we don't want to make it too big. So it's going to be selective. But no, I just think find your bill where you live. Find your inspiration first, but then find your AZ and find your bill and find that gym that's your community, that's your home, that's there to support you because they exist and then commit to it. And then long-term health, especially for all of us and realtors and lenders, our days are crazy. Our lives are crazy. We need that balance. You can't be fully functional with your family or work if your person is out of balance. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on Real Estate Inscripted. Thank you so much for being a part of this and for helping me every day and taking me from fitness where fitness was fitness donut. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the donuts. (laughs) She was showing up at the gym at least three times a week. So I appreciate everything you do. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Anytime. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and home buyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, equal housing lender, NMLS ID number 40508, org. Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.